0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live play podcast. I am Silvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The Koltry's hunt for a serial killer led to the deaths of 15 civilians after the killer's bomb went off. Everett's orders were ignored, Evangeline feared the killer had a dead man switch and unleashed Doris, who tragically ordered him to drop his weapon, and Val was charging towards the bomb as it went off. How will they explain their actions to the furious townsfolk outside the hospital where they are recovering? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
1: You have all been healing for a few days and Barty has come to visit, the new proud pirate Barty, uh, to let you know that there is a press conference that you are going to have to do in about 10 minutes to explain what has occurred with this explosion. You all look better than you did two days ago. You are no longer charred brisket, uh, except for Val realistically, you're still a bit charred brisket. Uh, Your limbs that have been lost have been starting to extend Val, it's a confusing process watching this kind of vampire healing for anyone used to traditional medicine because the stumps don't heal over. They're still an open wound. They're just not bleeding. And then it just begins extending outwards from the veins and capillaries first. They build forwards like a little forest and then the rest of the flesh grows around Subjectively
2: them. Subjectively disgusting.
1: As they continue. Oh yeah, it's none of this is pretty. Uh, but the rest of you are slightly more human. Now looking like people at the end of an accident for those of you who can look like people. Uh, which I think is Jess, Doris, who's still naturally unsettling. Uh, everyone else still looks as inhuman as they do on any given day. You know what actually happened at this crime scene. You also know how easily the town can panic, especially after the massacre. You know the town is in a good place after your previous speech where you drugged everyone and then convinced them they were safe. <laughs> then, you know, two nights, to like a couple of nights later, bam, bomb goes off and uh, casualties. This is your chance to plan who you want to send, what you want them to say, and what the official story is going to be about this case for the rest of the town. Mm. Barty leaves to let you plot because he's aware that he doesn't want to know if you're lying or not. It's better for him to just have the same amount of information as the general public.
2: But I think it's safe to say that we don't tell them the truth um, because I have a feeling they're not going to feel quite comfortable with us and our decisions if we do. And I don't particularly fancy getting overthrown considering I live above the station
3: Well, i figure i should be the one to go talk to him i'm the sheriff but i'll tell you right now i'm not really one for subterfuge or deception uh honestly I, it doesn't quite sit right with me to begin with even if i was good at it but uh
2: it's a useful tool mr fry
3: i understand if that is the case what is it that we should say to these people, and who should say it?
2: I think the fact that alone men man who clearly had a very troubled relationship with clowns decided to sabotage what we're doing here, and we put him down, which is true.
3: I do think there's merit in telling folks that. A non-vampire was killing mortals, making it look like vampire attacks. Certainly wouldn't take much of a stretch of the imagination to say that he was doing that to stir up conflict between the two kinds of people who live here. And we tracked him down and we cornered him. And, you know, even in the best, most controlled situations, I can tell you. Somebody with a bomb and a dead man switch, it's, uh, that's hard, hard work to to do. It's hard to make that go right. Honestly, you want to defuse the bomb before they can even, you don't want to have to deal with them with a live switch, regardless. You want to take that piece off the board. Well, we didn't do that, so.
2: And perhaps we didn't even know that he had a dead man switch in the first place.
3: I, I don't know how much ignorance is gonna play with those folks out there an explosion 15 16 dead no word on it for two nights we come out and say we didn't know
4: uh, i don't know if anything just telling them this is unrelated to the other shit and a lone actor it's probably helpful yeah and stress yeah, yeah, yeah. the
2: mending of human-vampire relations. Perhaps we could do a fair or something. Like a friendship festival. Well. Moving forward, I'm, that is.
3: I don't know if now's the right time to...
2: Evangeline is laughing to herself. <laughs> That's
4: not going to help. I'm, I'm- Sorry,
2: continue, Sheriff. Taurus, <laughs> can I kind of look at you and turn her head?
3: <laughs> everett's kind of thinking out loud, saying like, uh, announcing a, a festival is kind of like a, a mayor's thing. But oh shit, I guess there's no mayor, is there? It's the fucking sheriff. God damn it, it is me.
4: As long as there's no fucking clowns at this festival.
3: Oh god, yeah, I've had about enough of that. Look, we got a lot to deal with. We're not about to organize a fucking festival. It's a real nice idea, Doris. But maybe it was a was...
2: hypothetical future festival. I wasn't saying that we do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just saying for the good of the vampire <laughs> human relations,
3: we just it's... promised them a festival at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, I don't know why you're all finding this very funny. Says Claire, laughing.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, look. None of that seems to be too egregiously untruthful. I'd be fine to then <laughs> be the be the face on this and deal with the backlash myself. Then you're all you're all my officers. You're all my deputies. It is. It's on me. You know.
5: Look, I'm. I just. I'm. I am clearly not cut out for this job, so if you want to just say that, I don't know, I'm to blame, I can resign if that'll help. I Clark,
3: I'm not about to throw anyone <sighs> under the bus on this. It really is on me. I'm the sheriff. You're my deputies. You're my responsibility.
1: That's just Val, how it is. Val, can you roll me in a, a wits and awareness?
4: Three successes.
1: Over this, where you are at the far side hearing this conversation, mm-hmm. you're also aware of an undeniable truth, which is Everett has zero charisma. He is like not good on camera. <laughs> He's not a good talker. He's mm. not good at getting people to like him. You know all of that is bad. And you know Evangeline is a fucking mess, but she's very good on camera, a very good talker, and generally very good under pressure. If this is going to be a successful speech to spin public opinion, It probably shouldn't be Everett, Mm -hmm. but Evangeline's fucked up, and you're at the edge of this room listening. Mm -hmm. How do you insert yourself, or do you?
4: I think just listening to that, like that, trying to reassure her again, is tugging at Val's heartstrings, and she's just Clark. Look, he's right. Everyone fucks up. Okay, I know that really well. So. Yeah, Did the 16
5: shirt. people die when you
4: fucked up? Clark, I have murdered so many fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> if it, that gives pause <laughs> eventually.
1: Look. Val, mm. you think back to a case that you were working as a bounty hunter where you were supposed to catch somebody to stop something bad from happening mm-hmm. and a number of innocent lives were lost.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell that story.
4: Oh, okay. So I think it's one of those. Val did a lot of bounty hunting where she chased people I mean, people feel around. free to tell it
1: as Val to Evangeline. I'm just like, you've got oh. this case because this is where I get to throw in like oh. include backstory because it's a fun way to if include I she that.
4: would tell that to Evangeline. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, well, then tell us and we'll her. know. Yeah. Uh, she used to chase people around a lot and that's why she had a lot of cross-country trucking and things like that because she would just chase people down forever. But this was a situation where... Yeah, it was dangerous and there are bad things happening. And I think she ended up cornering them into a nightclub that she got down in there, but that a, a terrible like explosion happened in that too and murdered everybody who was there vampires and people. It was just like a haunt for vampires and she couldn't stop it from happening. And it was like, well, they're dead, but so is everybody. Well,
1: great. Then that is what's flashing through your mind as you try to have this conversation.
4: Mm -hmm. And to Val, she doesn't feel bad for any of that. So it's like, Clark, look, this fucking happens on the job and all you can do is keep going forward and you're an asset to the team. You talk great, you know, about TV stuff. So I think, yeah, the sheriff should be there. Unlike the last time, I think it'll go even better if you tell the people the truth. And sure Fry helps you. Maybe I should just like
5: I don't know, just move me to PR or something.
3: We can we can talk about that. But uh you know, as I got off that chopper there, I did see you there at the at the mic. Seemed like you did a pretty damn good press conference. Last time I saw you do it, I mean, I
5: I mean, I we feel always, responsible. Everyone was I, drugged. You know that, right?
3: I, I did not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. I don't. Oh, man. It helps. Well, I don't know. I think can start
2: brewing tea.
3: I don't know that that's an option for us right now. Uh, they're going to we'll have a word from us in about a minute or two here. Look, I will,
2: <sighs>
3: I will be up there with you, Clark. And even in the moment, even mid-statement, if it is too much, I will take over. And as a sheriff, it's my responsibility anyway to... Shoulder any kind of repercussions that come from a, fu- a fumble like this. We we blundered out there and people died and people got hurt. You can just, all you can do is promise yourself you won't let it happen again. Promise the people that it won't happen again. Or you I won't just let it.
5: feel like I just
4: made that promise. This is a different fucking thing. You promised about the, like, psychos. So, like... Yeah. Uh, uh. All right,
1: everybody, you're out of time. I'm so sorry. We got to go. So what? Wh- who's going out? Who's staying here? Uh, he's got orderlies with him. Uh, right next to him is Gorbong. If you remember the, the triple muscled uh, giant orderly Nosferatu, who is there to ready help, help wheelchair anyone out who wants to go. He's got a wheelchair that Bart is ready to push. Uh, there are other orderlies he can summon if if all four of you want to go. Who wants to go to the press conference and who wants to stay here?
3: Evangeline's clearly going through something, so regardless of her
1: decision, Everett will be will be going. I'll go. So. Perfect. So I think Barty Val's will take...
4: countenance would help, so Val should not go.
1: Great. So Val's staying. Everett's going to go. Doris is going to go.
5: If Evangeline, uh, like, she's not convinced, you know?
1: Yep, but you look into the hallway, and instead of an orderly pushing the third wheelchair, you realize it's Teddy.
4: <sighs> Got this, Clark.
5: Go on. All right, well, if I don't got it, then I'll just resign. So I guess let's do this.
1: Teddy does his absolute best to not react to that statement. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just helps you into a wheelchair. And the three of you are wheeled to the front of uh, the general hospital. you are wheeled down the ramp you find a a large crowd is waiting there are a lot of regular mortals who are in attendance uh and a few kindred because this is the night but at the front you see something that is new there is a camera person and a representative from each of the clans who appear to be recording things for distribution among their own people so as opposed to your previous press conference which was like hi we're going to be a podcast and nobody else Now, you have a number of, at least for you, Evangeline, more traditional kind of news-ish presences. They're definitely the, like, half-assed New Haven version, but it feels more like a conference to you. Which is definitely more intimidating for Everett, and for Doris, dear God, they all have soul-stealing cameras.
2: I know, I was just gonna say, the second she sees that, she's gonna, like, lower the the gauzy shade on her hat. (laughs) Because that will at least help.
1: And you may have hoped you'd slow down, but you've got gore bong, So even if you tried to stop, you're still rolling forwards. There's no way you're stopping. Uh, and, and right as, amidst- as
5: soon as as soon as Evangeline sees the cameras, it kind of her whole demeanor kind of changes, and she sits more upright. And I think re- regardless of what the hell's going on, she's at least going to try to speak as she was trained to do.
1: Wonderful. Barty wheels you uh, front and center and, or I guess wheels Everett off to the side, Gorbong's got Doris, You've you've got Teddy. So Teddy wheels you front and center and you find yourself right in front of the cameras and someone you now recognize as, I believe the name is Hubert Charles, the mortal representative of the New Haven podcast that relays news to mortals throughout New Haven. And Bart steps up and just says, all right,
6: all right, they're gonna make a statement and then they'll field as many questions as they're they're physically able to. As you can see, we're all not, you know, doing our best.
1: Uh, take, Take it away. And he just steps aside, Evangeline, and you are thrust forwards to give your statement.
3: Howdy, I'm Everett Fry. I'm taking a little break from solving vampire crimes to talk to y'all about the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support these fine folks that bring you this show and other shows at a number of different levels. Well, hell, for just $1 a month, you get access to the patron-only Discord. Now, I don't know what a Discord is, but it's my understanding that it's a place where a bunch of the fans gather and hang out, and it's quite active. Hell, even some of the cast members show up on there, and they're quite active, too. So if that uh, tickles your fancy into something you'd be interested in checking out, we'll just head on over to patreon.com slash dice That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. What the hell's a Patreon. Everett is standing beside, behind you. He's he's Great. he's with you.
1: Everett stands.
5: Evangeline takes a deep breath, just says,
1: "Are you standing or sitting?" I just want to paint this picture. So I can sitting. Everett. Okay, you're sitting. Everett standing. Doris, are, like what position key. are you in in your chair?
2: Uh, I think her like, um, her gauzy shawl is over. And I think she's kind of, her knees are drawn up to kind of half cover her face. Great. She was not expecting cameras. This is not part of the plan. Um, is it a
5: podium? Or no, we're just is it at it like the sidewalk. Tape? So you okay. went down
1: a ramp, you're at a sidewalk. It's very yeah. impromptu. They pro- Barty ideally would have given you this whole week. But the press, the press, quote unquote, was just too rabid. Uh, so they, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to just kind of be like, they're here. We can't stop them. They're going to be in the hospital soon. Better to do it where you can control it.
5: Yeah. Um, uh, good. <clears throat> good evening. Uh, everyone. New Haven. It is a tragedy that brings us here. We are devastated to report that a human citizen of New Haven has been killing other humans and framing vampires for these deaths
1: big Seem- murmurs in the crowd for this mm-hmm. big murmurs
5: seemingly in the hopes to st- get the kindred out of here start a uh, fighting within this city we're not entirely sure But we do know that this individual is responsible for the deaths of not only those poor souls that he murdered, but also the lives of 15 other people who were killed in an an explosion of his making two nights ago. That individual died in that very same explosion. We have reason to believe that he was acting alone. And Evangelist kind of looks to Everett,
3: like nod reassuringly, and, and, and just say, you know, uh, under his under his breath, like. This has no relation to the children of Lilith.
5: We have no reason to believe that this has any relation whatsoever to the children of Lilith responsible for previous attack on our town, but that this, this individual acted out of hatred and malice and has ruined many lives here in New Haven but at least he can't do so anymore
1: all right let's do uh let's do a die roll so
5: <laughs> sorry that was evangeline, Laura
1: <laughs> evangeline you will be rolling composure and persuasion or subterfuge how hungry like pers- am i You are one. Just one hungry because they've been pumping you full of blood, but you're always default one unless you kill someone.
5: Sorry, you said composure Uh, and persuasion?
1: Composure and I would allow persuasion if you're trying to win them over that you're correct or subterfuge if you're just trying to lie and have them not see the truth. That really comes down to where Um, you think she's at.
5: I think persuasion because she didn't lie. It was lies of omission, if anything.
1: Great. So you are rolling those. Everett, you get to add a single die to this just because you contributed. Doris, you would normally be more helpful, but because you are hiding from cameras, you will be contributing no dice. It was a good move. Uh, Val, you will also be contributing one die simply because you did not show up looking like a monster person with no limbs. Uh, Just to increase confidence (laughs) in the department in general. All right. Yep.
5: That is three successes. One. so that
1: takes you to four. Mine did not, my my roll was bad, so (laughs) no. The crowd seemed to buy your story. There's a lot of murmuring. There's a lot of uh, confusion and kind of unhappiness among the crowd. It's a little disappointing, but you see several of the vampires who are here working press and other duties looking very pleased with this end result of the story because they were tired of being the villains of New Haven. Yeah. Uh, The mortals are deeply troubled. uh, And for the first time, you have a number of press figures at the front raising hands. You don't really have any preference. The question is, do you want to choose a vampire first or Hubert Charles?
5: Um, I think... I think more humans were hurt, so Hubert Charles.
1: All right.
6: Uh, So...
1: He's got a very NPR, slow, flat, deep tone, <laughs> Hubert Charles. I love
6: it. Was... Uh, wa- Why, what were the bombers motivations for these murders Uh, The just anti-vampire sentiment? Was it against New Haven in particular? What do you know?
5: We believe that it was anti-vampire sentiment. Uh, That is all we know at the moment.
1: And then a vampire just steps forward out of the crowd with with long flowing dark hair in an elaborate suit and just says, Vinland von Kindred, Ventru, Sheriff, who was at fault and why did this happen under your
6: watch? I assume someone will be punished.
3: This is the kind of question that Everett figured would be getting asked by Kindred folk. uh and uh so he'll lean over is is it are we mics
1: like is there, is there no nope, you're just no? talking. Okay, so, they've got mics okay. on their cameras. they're holding them forwards, but not in a traditional podium sense okay, so everett will say um although uh
3: the uh suspect is uh deceased, uh the investigation will be ongoing to get to the bottom of this. Uh, And with that, uh, we will find who is at fault uh, and they will be punished. Uh, Although at this time, we do believe that as this person was acting on their own, that that is where that ends.
1: All right, can you roll me a manipulation and persuasion? Val and Evangeline, you both get to contribute one die. Okay. Manipulation okay. and persuasion. Okay. And I roll hunger dice in this?
3: Yes. You'll get okay. one. So I'm rolling one hunger die. <laughs> Correct. That's all I have.
2: <laughs> oh,
5: no.
3: Success. One success.
5: Evangeline adds a success as well.
1: Val
4: i rolled a four so nothing for me
1: the crowd seems to grumble and you hear several of the reporters saying like dodge there's no way we're getting this answer there's something more here Uh, and hubert charles raises his tiny hand microphone even closer to all of you and just says how can we know
6: that this won't happen again you promised us safety last time and then this happens not even a week later officer barbara care to comment
2: uh dora's kind of like peeks behind her fingers <laughs> um and just says uh um i defer to what the sheriff says and uh, uh um and, uh, she looks very uncomfortable and, um, I'm sorry. Could you put that down?
6: But the microphone is for the podcast. Otherwise no one will know what you're saying.
2: Oh, so he doesn't have a camera.
1: No, he's the, he's the only person who's just here for a podcast, but he is um, holding out a very new microphone recorder, yeah. like a foot from you.
2: Nah. Uh, uh, um. Uh, she's going to just kind of clutch her shawl down, uh, over her face and just say, um, uh, the investigation is ongoing and, uh, we can only promise that, uh, we will attempt to improve (laughs) vampire-human relations. (laughs) Oh no, here, here we go. Um... (laughs) We can only promise that we're going to improve vampire-human relations, and I promise going forward that perhaps we'll have a suggestion box in terms of what we can do to do that, such as having a festival.
6: To be clear, are you formally announcing a vampire-human friendship festival?
2: (laughs) She's gonna kind of look out into the, the sea of people, and can she get a sense of, like, what the reaction is to him saying that?
1: They are all staring at you, just with <laughs> rapt attention and a little bit of like, huh? Like they're they're not they don't seem hostile, but they seem okay. more confused than anything else. <laughs> okay. Then she's gonna I just was gonna say, "Can you roll me a Wits and Awareness?" <laughs> or no, uh, yeah, Wits and Awareness. Okay. No, a Wits and Streetwise. Sorry, that's what I want. I want Wits and Streetwise.
2: Oh, like Doris has anything's in Streetwise. All right, here we go. <laughs> What's it is, my friends. <laughs> oh, that's one success.
1: Uh, you think they all don't understand the idea of a friendship festival. Okay. You think that's what they're confused about. Well. It's not that they don't like the idea, it's like that you didn't explain it clearly enough.
2: Here we go. Um, <laughs> um you say, I, I am saying that. Um, sir, I think that having a celebratory time where we can uh, um, be with each other and amend friendships will help to decrease the amount of uh, vampire-human tension, which is always a good thing. We could all stand to use more friends, and in these um, uh, divided times, such as they are, uh, who says a bit of fun isn't what
1: the doctor ordered. Vinlid von Kindred, Ventrue. Uh, what exactly will this festival involve?
2: Um, well, th- things that both uh, vampires, and I can't look at any of you. Um, <laughs> things that vampires and humans both like. Um, food. And games, and tarot readings, and tea readings, and, um, whatever else you like. Dancing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: I'm not organizing this festival, but apparently we have an announcement. Uh, when will this festival be taking place? When you're out of the hospital?
2: Uh, Perhaps once we've decided and gotten to the bottom of this case. And for that, I defer back to the sheriff.
6: Oh, no, that's okay. We've heard enough from him. This festival will be taking place in at least two weeks. A new festival.
1: Yes, a new festival. Not sure of its purpose or veracity, but it's happening. Uh, And the crowd breaks up. Not really thrilled. They didn't get everything they wanted out of this talk. They're not necessarily reassured uh but you gave them something that's definitely distracting them from how they thought (laughs) things were going to go out of this you just hear a lot of debates about what the festival should include because you introduced a suggestion box at the same time and then said whatever people like so you get the feeling the suggestion box is going to be filled with a lot of ideas of things that should be at your festival love it Uh, You can also hear a number of different members of the clans arguing about which clan will get to sponsor the festival and where it will take place. So you've realized the kindred's interest in politics is going to weigh into this, which is which part of town is it going to take place in and who gets to host, because those are big questions about who gets to host various gatherings. You are all rolled back inside. And delivered to the ICU, where Val, would you care about how this went? Would you ask, or are you just recovering?
4: It would just be like a, how'd it go? We're having a festival of friendship.
1: Everett goes
3: to bed. Everett goes to bed.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they didn't really seem too reassured uh, by anything. I said, or a sheriff said, but Doris has promised them a festival, which honestly I thought was ridiculous as we all did, but it seemed to be the only thing that kind of distracted from this horrible situation.
2: So uh, when I was working on a farm um, back when, you know, the rich people owned the land, uh, sometimes they throw us festivals and we forget that we would owe them most of our crops. So
1: Doris, I have to ask, what did you grow on your night farm?
2: Oh, uh peas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's the perfect answer, but it is. <laughs> uh, that's and, you totally
2: it's, that's totally an iron uh, an Irish crop, right?
1: Oh, classic, <laughs> classic, <laughs>
4: classic peas. <keys. laughs>
1: So you are all still stuck in the hospital. You now have a festival that you have to plan, but two weeks out means you can finish your time here and still have a week to figure out what you are going to do, how you are going to host all of those um, elaborate problems. Uh, We got to match all the promises of food, games, tarot readings, tea readings, and dancing. Those are the minimum. And then there's a suggestion box that you're gonna have to go through at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But inside this room, Uh, You all still, over the following days, have different um, small interactions. There's a lot of recovery. Obviously, you're talking. Is there anything specifically, before I go into, like, random NPC involvement, that you would all be focusing on or want to work on or want to spend time doing during this week?
2: I mean, I I don't want to forget about the fact that the the pyramid has, like, full-on sent me organs in a box. Like... I'm sure that I'm sure that you have plans for that. So if that's just kind of one of those, like put that away uh, for. Later. Oh, no,
1: no. Listen, this is all about where you guys want to go and what you guys right. want to do.
2: Um, I think she would spend a lot of time trying to like figure out what plans uh, she could get past the sheriff uh, to take down the pyramid. Um,
1: Great. Let's condense it because I love this. Uh, I would love it if she could present her top three plans. So we're going to say that there's a lot of plans presented over the week, but what are the the top three, and then pitch them to Everett as Doris, and we'll hear his reactions and the rest of the room's reactions. Oh
5: boy! Three plans off
1: the top of your head in this moment, which within
3: the reality of the game are the three
1: best ones that you came up with over a week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of course!
1: I'm the king of small asks.
2: Love this. Okay, so the first one, all right, Mr. Fry, I've given this a significant quantity of thought over the last long period of time right. and um, my number one is we know if we're saying we burn it down that's always been the number one takes care of any problem it's worked for me in the past um, number two would be to find some way of uh, convincing everyone who needs to be convinced that they are a part of some terrible scheme which they are but something that doesn't just affect me and uh charge them with something and either lock them up or banish them, um perhaps we could say that they were working with um mr clown, and um three is well, there's always poison
3: would you uh would you care to elaborate on uh- on that thought instead of just saying there's always poison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware there's, you know, always poison just in the world. But
2: Um, are you suggesting
3: that we commit some sort of mass poisoning (laughs) to the entire organization?
2: Well, when you say we, Mr. Fry, it doesn't have to be we. It can just be me. Um, unassociated with the sheriff's office.
3: Well, gosh, I do appreciate you taking that into consideration.
2: Oh, you're welcome.
3: So let me just get this straight. You've got a suggestion for burning down the building that they're in. Arson, really. Why? Arson. uh, About what would now be approximately a week and a half after an explosion took place in this town Uh, or uh, you you framed it as framing them for a crime convincing the town that they've committed a crime we don't we're not aware of any crimes that they've committed up to this point is that correct
2: oh is it is it a crime um to steal someone's eyes and tongue and put them in a box with a spring-loaded thing and send it to me
1: Ever. Right. This is going to bother you, but like Barty told you they had the permits to do that. It's fucked I up. Those should not be permits exist, like that exist, but they yeah. are legal in New Haven.
3: If I remember correctly,
1: Bart said that they
3: acquired those organs legally. And I suppose it's their property to do with as they wish. It's fucked up that they mailed it to you, you know, harassment maybe, but, uh, and then poison. Just there's always poison. Um, so, <laughs> Given the three, these these being your top three, right? After you after much consideration, uh <laughs> <laughs> I I think maybe they're worth investigating. Option two. We should investigate them, see what's going on there, why they got it out so bad for you, and then
2: Well, I mean, they're mad that I left. Um and they you're, hold
3: you you were formerly part of yes group. oh yes well all right then
2: and then i left another mad as they want to be and uh they don't like when people leave and i'm afraid that if we don't accuse them of something bad now you'll be accusing them of my murder and i'd like to avoid that i've so far managed to avoid death in many many fashions
3: for yes I, life. Would. I would like to avoid that as well uh barbara certainly um
2: you well, being a former great. member
3: of theirs uh do you do you really think that uh accusing them of a crime and executing however many of them that are here in New Haven that that'll put an end to it or will just more of them come from wherever they came from
2: uh would I know that ryan
1: uh, as far as you know this is the only group that's coming again the pyramid was f- formally shattered so this is you know the sign says the pyramid 2.0 if you see the outside of the building it seems (laughs) like they're a splinter group that is building themselves up
2: okay um uh, that is in fact Mr. Fry all she wrote
3: all right we take care of this group and that's that then huh
2: that's that and they're a very dangerous thing that should not be allowed to uh grow in size hence I thought the burning down of the Pyramid 2.0. But if you don't want to go the option route, I've heard that they're amenable to cupcakes. Love flavor cupcakes. Again, with the poison.
3: With the poison, right, right. Yeah, I picked that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Val and Evangeline, you've been listening to this ongoing conversation <laughs> over these days. What are your responses to... These plans, this convo—it can be nothing, and you're just listening. But I just wanted to check in to know what it's like hearing Doris try to convince Everett to commit a series of murders.
4: <laughs> if Val would half listen. The only thing she would say is just, I "Already told her no arson."
1: Option one's out, according to Val. Uh,
4: Evangeline at- is
5: she doesn't really trust her suggestions at the moment. So she's just kind of gonna stay out of it and 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 just say just basically tell herself that whatever anyone else suggests is fine.
2: You have to understand Mr. Sheriff is that you are my superior officer and I respect that but uh If we don't do something about it soon, I'm going to have to. Self-preservation and all, you understand.
3: I do. Thank you, uh, Officer Barbara. Thank you for being so uh, candid with me about that. Um, I would like to do something about this for you, with you. Uh, And so I think we should investigate them. I think option two is the most just gives us justification for quite honestly charging them with a crime the penalty for which can be death and then we could go option one or three if you if it really still is the best option but then at least we have public approval so to speak on our actions we locked them inside their building and burned it to the ground because they were all deemed guilty of you know trying to incite divisiveness within New Haven, and we're keeping the town safe, et cetera. It
2: could be the culmination of the Friendship Festival.
3: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doris. No, it cannot. Right. So the plan, the plan is to investigate the Pyramid 2.0 to find real crimes or possibly supposed crimes uh, and work against them over time. And Everett has no interest of this involving the festival, but Doris is willing to use this friendship festival to her own means in the hopes of luring the pyramid into getting themselves involved. Meanwhile, over the course of the week, uh, Val, you've been healing, regrowing, but early on Dr. Holloway separates you from the rest of the group and wants to have a quick talk with you about treatment. She just takes you into a side room, it's her office. It's not Stella's office. That office Mm -hmm. is still waiting for Stella who is still in her coma on an ongoing basis. Instead, there's a smaller office in the basement that's clearly the coroner's office that you are brought down to have this conversation in away from the rest of the group. So you get wheeled to, there's the morgue doors and then to the left going in where it would almost be where you would put a security station and it's almost that size. It's embarrassingly small. Your wheelchair (laughs) is parked in the doorway Mm -hmm. and inside of it, there are a, a wall of shelves a desk that is one of those 90-degree L-shaped desks built into the wall with a beat-up computer on one side and just too many notes on the other. And Dr. Holloway is sitting on a a cheap, old office chair. It's got red padding that's torn. It's only got three wheels, so she sits at a jaunty angle because the chair is always a little (laughs) bit unbalanced. And she says to you, I brought you down here because I wanted to have a conversation about an idea I had. It's experimental, but it might be of interest to you. Obviously, you're regrowing a lot of limbs and your torso, and vampire bones heal very quickly, but they don't have the same abilities as human bones to grow stronger over time. Putting cracks in a vampire bone doesn't mean it fills in extra space. It just reshapes back to the original form. Now, as a coroner and as somebody who's done a lot of experimentation, I've also worked with animals as as a vet more traditionally. I've been experimenting with a lot of replacement joints uh, and ways to reinforce bone, and I think we could try something if it is of interest to you. We could essentially use titanium rods that we place inside the bones as they rebuild in your limbs, which I think would increase your strength and durability considerably, but it would slow you down more. I don't know if it would let you move quite as quickly or as dexterously as you normally do. I don't know the results, but I believe this will work. Based on the test that I've done, this should work, and I wanted to give you the option. So mechanically, Dell. What this will mean is Val can increase her strength by one dot by Mm -hmm. decreasing her dex by one dot if she undergoes this procedure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess if it doesn't work out, can just cut my arms off again.
1: Wow, I hadn't thought about that. You're actually right. This would be completely reversible as long as you could take a week off.
4: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Why the fuck not?
1: All right. Uh, So you inside the morgue is where this treatment begins taking place. But drills are used, a number of rods are inserted into your bones as they grow. Over the week, these are ongoing treatments. The nice thing is it's not actually as invasive as it traditionally would be because the limbs just aren't there. It's not carving open the arm, breaking the bone and putting a center in it. It's, oh, the edge of the bone is, the end of the bone is present, Mm -hmm. Like place the rod and it builds around it. So you do feel your limbs and your torso and all these other areas, the bones themselves don't move as freely but they are way stronger. And as you Mm -hmm. begin to do tests and lifting and other things, you begin to realize that vamp, like vampiric musculature is incredibly strong, but bones can only be strengthened so much. They Mm -hmm. can't go quite as far. Now yours can, you can lift more, you can move more, you can resist more because the system that's built in, including the joints have all been reinforced metallically. So there you go, your plus one strength and your minus one dex, unless you wanna take a week off and chop off all your limbs and half your torso in the hospital.
0: Cool.
1: Great. And Will also texts you, because you all get replacement phones from Barty and replacement pagers that print things out for (laughs) for Doris. Uh, Will texts you to let you know that Cherry has been moved to Ripcord Mechanics. So...
4: Mm -hmm. Again. (laughs) He tells
1: you, Cherry's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Really light damage. Thanks, Will. There are no pictures. uh, And you're aware that he's lying to you. So you will take one strain one stain to your humanity yep. for the harm that came to cherry normally it would be two but you actually gave the keys to evangeline who did not get cherry out of the blast so you were partially at fault. yeah yes but not directly you do have this week uh to deal with your humanity and deal with your stain over this regret do you regret cherry being damaged over this process yeah or have you accepted this as a part of business
4: No, it's it's it hurts every time it's it's very painful. So I think it's like it's it's a hard thing to do every time. But yeah.
1: Great. Then we should do the test to see if you can free yourself of the stain. Okay. so you roll a number of dice equal to the white boxes on your humanity track. So again, those are the ones that are not officially your humanity. So I think you're at humanity six or Five. 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 Five? So you should have five white squares. Mm -hmm. One of those has been stained off. So you were rolling four dice. Okay. If you get a success on any of them, you will recover.
4: Oh, thank God. I got three successes.
1: (laughs) Okay. There you go. You're very successful. So your stain is cleared. Uh, What thought is it or what conversation is it that you have with someone that allows you to recover from this guilt without sinking further into not caring about Cherry?
4: Well, I, I was thinking about the other things that Val would be doing this week and i think it relates to that because like i don't think it's i don't think it's ever been mentioned but cherry was a present from sheriff cross oh, so man. it all relates back to that and i Oof. think in yeah that's why it's important to her and i think that the reason it relates back is she as soon as she has one hand again she would ask bart to bring paperwork for her from from the sheriff station and she would be working on writing up a bunch of reports and information about like how sheriff cross died and the connection to the things that she found in the basement when they did the investigation because she found Mm. the children of Lilith were like not culty they're very put together so she's kind of trying to take all those bits and pieces that they have and put it all together into a report that she can give to everett and i think just focusing on that of like nope i'm gonna i'm gonna do what the sheriff wanted me to do and yes i regret it getting hurt but it's all in like the service of like protecting the town and I think holding on to that conviction that is part of that car is is what is driving her on
1: yeah that makes perfect sense so you recover the humanity that that you have you recover from that stain uh you remain who you are you don't drift further down the dark path uh you remain exactly where you are on the dark path uh meanwhile Evangeline over the course of the week Teddy does spend all of his non-work time at the hospital. He sleeps in a chair next to you. He fell asleep in the snack room a couple of times and you had to send someone to make sure that he wasn't like lost or hurt, but he is spending a lot of time there. He's not having a serious conversation about your fights or anything else. There are people in the room also. He may not be ready for that, but this is clearly a tragedy that has brought him back to you as opposed to driven him further away, which is that surprising to you? Does that make sense to you?
5: Yeah, that makes sense. I, right. I don't, I yeah, I, I don't think Evangeline, she never thought, like, that their fights, I mean, they were fighting because they care, they're not, you know, if he didn't care, they wouldn't be in an argument, you know?
1: Yep, that's great. So, you guys have... We'll call it a soft reconciliation. Uh, <laughs> the core issues have not been dealt with.
5: Yeah, kind of a truce <laughs> <Yes>. for now.
1: <laughs> and and Percy has been doing well. You've been able to give some of your blood to Percy, so Percy's healing has been accelerated uh, because ghoul. ghoul dog, uh yeah. Injuries have healed up, and his fur is regrowing at a more rapid pace than normal uh, over the course of the week. And when you get your phone back, you actually get a text from Costas, who it turns out got your number uh, from Barty. And he texts you saying, you know, I'm
6: so sorry that you got hurt, but you stopped a bad person from ruining New Haven. I am proud of you. You do good job. I hope you have a good seat in a nice chair.
1: Uh, And it includes a smiley face emoji at the end.
5: Event. Evangeline asked because she's like, he, you know, he just said a good sit in a nice chair. And I think that that, you know, that's kind of sweet from Evangeline, you know, like, oh, the guy who makes chairs. And so I think she just kind of, kind of sweetly kind of half jokingly asked like, Oh, like, any, any chair in particular? Like, what kind of chair would you recommend?
6: The one I sent for you, the beautiful gift chair. I put so many hours into it and I wrapped it in bow. Barty said he had it for you. You know, gift chair.
5: And advancing you know, text gift like, chair? S- question mark? like, oh, it's like, uh, sorry, maybe that, that, oh, that must've been, it must still be back at the station.
6: I mean, it must be. I delivered it the day after we went to the church together, because your friendship means so much to me.
5: Uh, and Van says, I, she just texts back, oh, I get, like, I guess Barty must have forgot. He must have been so busy. I'll check with him. Thank you so much.
6: Oh, that Barty. So forgetful. Such a nice man. You have a good day. I'm still
1: sad sometimes. I bet you are too, but that's okay.
5: Evangeline sends back three yellow hearts.
1: He responds with three yellow hearts. You figure he kind of understands the smile, but he might just be mirroring emojis because he doesn't get them.
5: Yeah, fair. (laughs) All right. Well, Evangeline's like going to check with Barty as, as soon as she's back at the station.
1: Wonderful. So knowing once you are healed, you will have to check with Bardi back at the station. Do you mention that aloud?
0: No. Okay.
1: Just checking. Well, then the joy of it is Everett doesn't know the sort of Damocles that's hanging over his head.
0: This episode of Blood & Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and Storyteller Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter.
1: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Allerain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Wheeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb dice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you.